Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code, and we love hearing your stories, so we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm I'm really excited to introduce all of you to a new friend. Um, I'd like to invite and welcome Adi Clevet to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff. So glad to be here. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in, Adi. Um, why don't you tell us who you serve and what you do for them? For sure. So clients that come to us are fast-growing companies lacking consistency. And um, I actually have to, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend, Mitchell Levi, that um, helped me come up with this particular sentence, because I think it really encompasses what we do. It is fast growing companies lacking consistency. And what does that mean? It means that companies that are growing and scaling, they want to get to the next level, but they need their processes and procedures documented, created, documented, and making sure that they're followed by all. And that's what we do. We basically create, we bring order into the chaos of the day-to-day -day business world by creating, documenting, and implementing processes and procedures. I love it. And um, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but one of my favorite things is I do believe every business needs those processes. And I will also admit to having once been, you know, when I became an entrepreneur, I rebelled and said, I don't need processes. I'm, I'm, I'm a creative, you know, and then I, I'm happy to say I've gotten back to the place where I, I don't think a business can exist without processes. So um, maybe you'd like to address that little comment and I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the question I always like to ask is what, why do you need processes and procedures, right? So I know you are a recovering accountant, Jeff. I don't know if you want to <laughs> promote it, but there we are. You know, so looking back when you were in practice, like if I would have asked you, why do you need processes and procedures? What would you say? I, I think honestly, um, so I, I go back my process passion. Um, when I was a teenager, I worked at a fast food restaurant. I worked at McDonald's and it didn't dawn on me at the time, but it meant that we had a process for everything. 
And what it meant was that you could put a million dollar restaurant in the hands of a bunch of teenagers and we would deliver the same result over and over. Right. That's exactly right. So it's consistency. You know, other answers that I get of why processes and procedures are really common one is in order to help train and onboard new employees, right? Because you're bringing people on the amount of time, the amount, the cost of training and the efficiency varies if you don't have it documented, right? So we basically, we document it, but we also use it as a training manual. So you get a playbook that has all your processes and procedures, but we also work with you on training and how to train. So when I say processes and procedures, it's not the policies and procedures for HR. You know, we do not do employee handbooks. What we do is we document the processes and the procedures throughout the company, whether it is, it can be your HR department, it can be sales, marketing, operations, business development, even your leadership and management and how you run the office, the, the business, et cetera. So that's what we're talking about. So we talked about consistency, everybody doing it the same, onboarding and training as a why to do that. Another big reason is risk mitigation, right? I mean, if you are doing, if you have, let's say a customer service person that do it their way, as opposed to the way that you want it done, then there can be some risk there. You can have unsatisfied customers. You can have things that are happening that are out of your control. So definitely the risk mitigation factor. If you want to sell the business, so preparing for selling, let's say in the next three to five years, you know that will definitely having well-documented processes and procedures will increase the price of the business. And I can tell you numerous examples of clients of mine that we documented, we created it. And when they went to sell the business, it was, wow, okay. You know, it's kind of like you're talking about the McDonald's franchise. So yep. it's, it's the same concept. You know, it's the e-myth concept of a turnkey operation. You don't have to be a franchisee but you, or franchisor, but you can create your business and be able to transfer it to the next person. You know, with that, like another why is, if you have employees that have been with you for a long time and the proverbial, you know, getting hit by the bus, I, I don't like using that analogy. I much rather use something a little bit more uplifting, like, you know, maybe, you know, you decide to go on your dream vacation and, or the employee decides to, and you want to support them and yeah, go for a month. Everything will be fine. Well, you have to extract that information and have it documented. And it applies also for the business owner themselves. I mean, if they find themselves working in the business and wearing the hats that they can get rid of, right? Because they are the only ones who know how to do it or they've always done it, et cetera. The way to actually be able to transfer that to someone else is to have it well-documented in a way that can be trained on somebody else and then bring on somebody that will train on those materials. But the knowledge is not lost, you know, and you and I also had conversa a conversation before the podcast, we mentioned the changes that the pandemic brought to businesses, right? So this is, again, goes under risk mitigation because, you know, we none of us anticipated the pandemic, but when it happened, businesses had to make decisions very fast. And some of those de decisions, unfortunately, was to actually, um, let go of some key employees or let go of employees, downsize. Some people expanded, some people contracted, right? Or they had to change 
the way that they were doing business and then post pandemic, maybe bring it back in all the successful, like what did we do in 2019 when we actually had in-person conventions? Oh, this is what we did, but now we forgot in the last two, three years what, what happened there. So if you had it documented, you can always go back and refer to it, right? So I, I love that, it. those are the reasons why documenting. I, I love it. And, and I think, you know, I, I'm going to distill that because a lot of entrepreneurs, they're looking for, they want more time in their lives. They want more freedom and they want to make more money. And honestly, I think you've covered all of those in that quick little synopsis. Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, I we did a survey um, a few years ago and we asked the question for of entrepreneurs, what do you like best about being a business owner? And do you know what the number one answer was? I'm going to guess freedom. Absolutely right. We asked business owners that are not related. They never heard of each other, different industries. And the number one answer that we got, it was like, it was mind-boggling, you know, Jeff, it's kind of like you go and ask, okay, I'm going to ask this question. And then you hear the same answer and the same answer and the same answer. I mean, this is basically the power of surveys because that is the number one common denominator of entrepreneurs is that they want freedom. Now, do you get the freedom when you actually start your business? Not always, right? I mean, those yeah. successful entrepreneurs that know how to run the business and they don't get sucked in the, into the business, they maintain themselves as the visionaries or even as the CEOs and working on the business, you know, they can achieve that freedom, right? Because then they have the freedom to start another business. They have a freedom to move. They have a freedom to go places. But if you are stuck in your business, you can't even take a vacation or you can't take a vacation without disconnecting from work. You can't start your new adventure. Well, there is something that is really sticking you to the business. And in order to achieve that freedom, the first thing you need to do, I mean, one of the first things you need to do is to basically be able to Doc, I mean, you have to document what you're doing so you can actually transfer it to somebody else. It's the knowledge transfer. So then find somebody to delegate, train them and make sure that they know what they're doing and they can do it. I love that. And I think, you know, it, it's worth pointing out in my experience as an accountant, the number one reason entrepreneurs burn out and give up is that they didn't get the freedom they hoped for. So they go back to a job because at least at the job, they could call in sick or have a, a vacation. Right. Um, but oddly, I have the support group, you know, it's like yeah. also a job you go, okay, well, you know, if I cannot do it, or if I have a question, I have somebody to, to turn to, to ask those questions, but it doesn't mean that you cannot have it as a business owner. It just, you just need to create those systems. Yeah. And the ones who I see succeeding and, you know, success is individually determined, but I think we can all agree that a company that grows to a million in sales is different than a company that doesn't grow to a million. Um, and the the reason I see people moving from a million to 10 or 10 to a hundred million is that they've committed to the systems and processes so that their teams can scale. They can, uh, as you said, transfer the knowledge. For sure. 100%. That's exactly, exactly right. So what are some of the things um, you find the misconceptions when somebody comes to you and says, okay, maybe we need you, maybe we don't. But what are some of the, the education points you have to help them get past before you can start with the, the systemizing and the processes? 
very good question. So first of all, is the why. I mean, I always want to find out why do they want to document their processes and procedures. And I listed some of the common questions, the common answers that I get, but each person should really figure out for themselves why. Because, because you know, it could be um, a little bit of a, it can be tedious for some, you know, that are not very process oriented. We make it very easy, but, you know, it's a commitment. It's a commitment to do that. It's, um, it might not be as glamorous or maybe starting a new marketing campaign, but you and I talked about that. You know, it's easy to throw money into or not easy, but you can throw money or you can spend money on a digital advertising campaign and maybe see more of, you know, immediate result or more of an instant gratification. But building building relationships and doing on to and going on to relationship marketing takes time. The same thing applies to processes and procedures. You know, you need to go through the process of extracting the knowledge and documenting it. So you have to have your why. You have to be very, um, you have to have a reason why to do it. You have to be driven and motivated to get it done. So maybe your why is because you want to expand the company. You want to 10x the company. You want to 7x the company. You want to hire more employees. There is so much demand for your products and you are growing like crazy and you can control it. You want more freedom. You want more time. You want a balance in your life. Whatever it is, you have to find your why. So that's num number one. Number two is really look at the ROI. I mean, you're going to invest money in this project, whether you pay us, you pay your employees, you do it yourself, you still invest the time and attention and the money in it. So what's, what's your expected ROI? It might be that the business will grow X times. It might be that you have more employee retention or you have employee retention because people will feel that they're being taken care of because you care about them and you're training them, right? The ROI can be that you the value of your business grow when you go to sell it. So whatever the ROI is, it's also that that's the second step is really understand what are we going for. The third one is understand you're asking when they engage our services is I really want to understand why they're not going to do it themselves, right? So, and there are different reasons. I mean, it can be expertise, the know-how the know -how, how to do it. Like they can say, try to do it myself. You know, I ended up writing like a hundred pages on one step. You know, and that's a, that's a common yeah, problem yeah. or misconception is like how much detail should I write? Like you have people that are, completely very detail oriented they can go on and on and on and on and there can be people that are not detailed enough and it's not enough to understand it right so it's the know-how how to do it it's finding the time you know if your superpower if your ability is in selling if you're the rainmaker go and sell and bring more customers more clients more patients whatever your occupation is bring more people develop and maintain the relationship with your existing customers and then let the experts do what they're doing best, what they do best. And that's where myself, my team, that's what we do best is we know how to extract that knowledge. We know how to document it and we're going to get it done within months as opposed to years or something that is on your to-do list for years and years and years and is not getting done. So that that is another one that I always check for. Another misconception is, you know, it's hard. You know, people don't like processes. That is usually being said by somebody who just either doesn't know how to do it or they don't see the importance or they really don't like to sit in front of the computer and type or video themselves or whatever. Totally understood, you know, but it doesn't mean that it's hard. 
you know, for me, it can, if I look at somebody, let's say I have one of my clients is a contractor and it might be hard for me to understand how he does the things that he does, right? For me, it's hard. That's why I will hire a contractor to, let's say, remodel my home as opposed to doing it myself or, but the same thing applies here. You know, we make it easy. We make it very, um, we make it not hard. We make it easy because all we do is we ask the questions and we extract the information. We record videos and then we create this fine. Our final product is so it's, you can even say it's beautiful because it's very well documented. It has screenshots. It has videos. It has the right amount of um, information, not too much, not too little that can actually be used. We even create quizzes and we create um, tests and we create checklists on how to onboard and how to train. So it doesn't have to be hard. And another one, another misconception is my staff is going to hate it, right? My staff is not going to use it. They don't want to. They, they, I'm going to have a lot of um, resistance because they're already super overwhelmed, super overworked. Yeah. Well, you know, that is just... Um, it's like a smoke, right? You have to see what, what's behind that smoke. It's like, what is really going on? Why are they so overwhelmed? You know, if they're so overwhelmed, that means you either need more people or the systems are not working and you're not efficient enough. So that's where, that's where if you actually document your system, create the systems, document the procedures, you will be able to see what's really going on and be able to improve those processes and be able to let go of employees that are not basically are not in the right or changing them to the right seat or let go of employees that should not really be part of your company. And I'm not advocating here that because we come in and we are documenting all the processes and procedures, we let go of people. Absolutely not. I mean, the majority of our clients, you know, they have wonderful employees that they stay and they really like what we are doing, right? And they really like the fact that now there is more order and they can um, basically be able to do their jobs better, more efficiently, et cetera. But if you hear that person screaming and yelling, no, no, I don't want to share what my knowledge, like not not in those direct words, but in other words, right? Well, then it's time to start looking and seeing what is really going on there. So- the, those are some of the hurdles or misconceptions that we run into when we start a project. I love it. And I think that there's a variant I hear the most when I talk to people about systems and processes and they say, oh, my staff will never do it. Or, you know, we're, we're, we're different. Processes don't exist yeah. here. And I, I think the key is, you know, as you said, get down to the root of why and, you know, it's interesting, but when I see a lot of turnover, the number one reason when we investigate the turnover, it's because nobody knew with any certainty that they were doing their job well. You know, they, they were frustrated because there was no process, no way of doing things. That's right. And then there are, you know, then it connects with the measurables, right? We have to measure those processes to make sure that they're being done correctly. But, you know, Jeff, you mentioned a really good point there in terms of like uh, we are different or we have so many variables or so many ways of doing a process that we don't we cannot really document. And I love that. That's my challenge. I love hearing that in some ways because it's 
there is no such thing. You can't really have a business without actually having processes. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to go to the extreme and document every single thing and there is no decision making. That's why you have to hire the right people with the right skill set. But you still need to give them the guide and the systems and the processes of how you want things done, or even they decide or they figure out how to get it done. So then they create, help you create that system, which is totally fine. But there is a way to do that. And, you know, the best way to look if something works or not is obviously try it yourself, but also observe, look and learn from other people, other professionals that have done that. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm doing things differently or I don't have processes, I don't need processes, or there is no way that we can document the different ways we are doing things or our processes, then I will invite you to read books by successful entrepreneurs, people that have made it, and really take a look at, do they have systems or not? And the majority of them will say, if not all of them will say, absolutely, yes. And that is the proof because that is how you can make your business grow and scale to the next level. Well, I think it's an interesting twist that a lot of the people who have the time to write the book about their success, um, they talk about processes. I don't think that's a total coincidence. That's right. That's absolutely right. It's it, it saddens me. Um, the worst thing I can hear from an entrepreneur is I don't have time. And that tells me with without even getting to know your business that you haven't prioritized the processes. Um, I, I think that's a huge thing. And and I, I was excited when when I was introduced to you because, um, you know, I can rant about processes all day long. But when somebody else starts to join the conversation or or is having the same rants, we can make it a little louder by coming together and you know, full disclosure, when I worked at McDonald's um, in my youth, the owner of the franchise in our location, he said, you know, you're so lucky you're getting the world's best business education. And I seriously thought he was completely lost it because I was flipping burgers. And it was in my 20s when I started to study success, I looked back and I went, oh, you know, it, the lesson was totally missed, but, um, you know, I just love the fact that, you know, you can go to a McDonald's restaurant in any city in the world and you know how they do certain things. That's right. That's absolutely right. You know, and, and we even had competitions so that, you know, how well were you following the system? Um, now, this is a total tangent, but one of the things I hear a lot is we invested a lot of money, you know, and everybody says, oh, we did that or we tried that and it didn't work. Um, what would you say is your number one piece of advice for we've created the processes. Now, how do we make sure people are following them? That's right. So my number one piece of advice, it starts with the mindset of the owner, of the leader, of the CEO. Because I have, you know, and I wrote many blogs, I mean, definitely several blogs about how to get the processes followed by all. I actually am doing a webinar in a week and a half about that because that's the number one topic that comes up for people. How do I get it to be followed by all? It starts from the top, it starts from creating a culture where processes and procedures are okay and are being utilized. Because if you, as the owner, as the entrepreneur, as the president, as the CEO, 
have that attitude of processes are not important. They're just something that I read in a business book and I have to do it. It's not working for our company. Yeah, we have it, but we're not using it. Oh, it's one time we can just not follow the process. No, it has to start from the top with the intention and with the message of this is what we are doing. This is very important. This is why this is a process driven company. Yes, we still have freedoms. We still have creativity. We still value very much our employees, but we are driving and following the processes and procedures and then and you are and you get yourself involved in that project you know you really drive it you support it you are um, the key promoter of it and from there there are all the ways of actually getting it implemented where you actually use processes in issue solving you introduce it to the people and get their input on the processes you ask them for their why and how, and then you sell it to them how processes and procedures will help them solve the problems they are facing. Um, you always refer to it. You keep it current. You put it in an accessible place that everybody can um, use so and access and use. But it's really, if the number one advice will be like really having that, um, being the champion of that campaign that we are doing in terms of implementing processes and procedures. I love it. And, and I think that's, I hear that the most, well, we did that, but it didn't work. So we shelved it. And to me, that's clearly, you know, I see, and, and I want your opinion on this. Most of the projects I've seen where processes failed, it was dictated from the top down. It was something that was done to the employees, not for the employees. And usually it was for whatever reason, and, and usually it was a bad reason, like I was at a conference and I heard about it, or I read a book, or I read a magazine article, there wasn't a lot of true why, which I think, you know, that's one of my favorite Simon Sinek talks, is starting with why. Yeah, it's so important. You have to get a buy-in from everyone, from the top and from the employees, and really show that it doesn't, you know, that there is a benefit at the end that it's going to get used because to that point some, and, and that's where you also you when i'm talking when i say you i mean the business owner right you have to look at or the leadership team have you started projects before that were exciting you were excited you went to a conference you heard about it you started a project and then the employees put hours and hours and hours and nothing was done with that project right it was stable it was shelved you know nobody touched it so that's also it's a commitment to a continuous utilization of that particular project. So that's another point, right? But the buying, the working together as a team, making it so it's not arduous, making it so it is something that people can actually enjoy doing because they see, like they see their um the result of that documentation, you know, in, in terms of like, wow, that knowledge was in my head. And I thought that I will never be able to explain it, but now I can fill the blank. Now I can take a vacation. Yeah. Now I can cross train. Oh, now yeah. I am not that stressed about, you know, how we're going to train the new employee, et cetera. I, I love that. And I think that's a piece I personally want to highlight and put a big, big flashlight on is that when you're training new staff, it helps them feel comfortable quickly. You, you can reduce some of that, you know, lost new employee turnover. And I've had many jobs where you show up and they're like, here's your desk, get to work. And right. 
you know, you, you immediately start to wonder, what did I do? What did I sign up for? That's so. right. And I can tell you, I can tell you a story. I remember it so clearly is that we were working with um, a big real estate company and we introduced, we created the processes and procedures and we introduced it to the team. And one of the new team members that he was basically hired a week before that um, workshop he said, wow, this is giving me the certainty that I was looking for and the stability that this is a company that is here to stay and I can be successful here. And just hearing that from the beginning, it, it gets you that, you know, the stability for yourself as an employer, that your people are going to stay and that, that is employee retention. That is definitely leads to employee retention. Awesome. Now, this is not listed as one of our standard questions, but uh, the good thing about being the host is I can go on tangents. What is your favorite area to document? Wh where do you nerd out and you get really excited? What what part of the business is your favorite? I, I know you have a favorite child, so we're going to... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I actually I don't, honestly, because I my favorite is the one that will bring the biggest return on investment and the biggest order and it makes the biggest difference, right? So if I'm documenting payroll, it's fine because I know that then it can be improved or it can be passed to somebody else. And I'm helping that person that says, I never can take a vacation more than two weeks or more than a week, depends on the cadence of the payroll because nobody can do it, right? Or I am get excited when I can help a business owner extract the knowledge so they can hire for that position that they don't have to do it anymore. Or I get excited where we can actually document and do a knowledge transfer where the, empl the employer was held hostage by his employees because they didn't know how to do things, right? So now they have that freedom. Or when they call me back and they say, you know, I grew my company that many, you know, by that many multiples because I was able to now figure out my sales process and I was able to improve upon it and hire more salespeople. So it really is, it's not necessarily one area. I mean, I love learning new things. I love uh, working with different clients and different industries because I learn different things, but it's really, it's where I help the most. That's what gets me the most excited. I love that. Uh, by the way, if you were to ask me the same question, my answer is way less mature than yours, but mine is I love the process for creating processes because once you get that one through the door, it makes sense. But what I love about yours is um, what I'm hearing in that is every business is different and every business has a unique pain point. So I, I love that. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, and it's not only that, Jeff, it's also... Each business, the processes have to reflect the core values of that business. You know, it's not, when we write processes, it's not a dry, just dry, you know, black and white SOPs. No, we utilize videos, we utilize screenshots, we utilize, you know, different, different aspects, you know, different ways of learning. So people can really understand it, but also we ask questions like, why do you do it that way? What's your reason behind it? Why was it developed that way? You know, what, like, what will happen if this is not being done? You know, so the values and what's important for that company is always part of how we document it. Love it. And, and I think that's 
probably you you've given us a lot of amazing advice but i think that's probably the most important is aligning with your values i mean you can have all the processes in the world but if they don't align with your values they're never going to get traction right so i'll give an example like we were creating the processes for a customer service department so if your the values are you know your friend like one of the values was being kind and being friendly Okay, so then when we write the scripts on how to answer the phone in order to teach new customer service, then we incorporate it. What does it really mean to be kind and friendly? Like, how do you manifest it, right? Or, you know, doing the right thing. Okay, so what does that mean? If a customer has a complaint, how do you actually manifest your uh, doing the right thing? So it's that got incorporated into the scripts, into the forms, into how, how we documented how to do it. I love it. Now, I could talk to you all day about systems and processes, but uh, we do need to start to look at the time here. But now, a couple of things. First of all, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? And would you be willing to share? You mentioned your your upcoming class, your webinar. Um, how can people find out more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So my the best way to get a hold of me is um, by, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. It's Adi Klevit, so it's A-D-I and K-L-E-V-I-T. I also have a podcast. It's called, it's called the Systems Simplified Podcast. So Systems Simplified Podcast, and you can find it on any anywhere you listen to. You're probably listening to a podcast right now. So just look the Systems Simplified or type my name, Adi Klevit. Our uh, website is bizsuccesscg.com. So Business Success Consulting Group, bizsuccesscg.com. You can call us or text me at 503-662-2911. So many ways to get a hold of us. And if you go to um, my LinkedIn, you will find the information about the event. So I actually have one tomorrow that I'm doing for contractors and I'm going to go over step-by-step step how to um, document your processes and procedures. So I, it might be too fast because we are recording a podcast right now. So we want to make it a little bit more evergreen and I'm doing, I'm constantly doing webinars and talks and really giving the information on how to do it. So if you go to my LinkedIn, Adi Klevit, then you will find the information there in the, under the events. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that, Adi. Is there anything I should have asked you that my audience desperately needs to know and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you now? Uh, well, I guess maybe you can ask me like, what's your best advice to get started? I would say get started. Don't make it too complicated. Ask yourself the question, what area of my company, if I had well-documented processes and procedures, will get me the biggest return on investment? Write down what that area is. Maybe it's sales, maybe it's marketing, maybe it's your operations, whatever it is. And, and then figure out, okay, what if I had to train somebody right now about it, what are the key things that they need to know? Write those down and start recording yourself doing it write it up, whatever it is, but start. That's the, that, that would be my advice. All right. So we're going to steal the Nike slogan. Just do it, right? Just do it. That's right. <laughs> and, and I think that's, you know, too many people are intimidated. All you need to do is take that first step. You do just, just jump off and start doing it.
And, and the reality is we all know there's one area of our business that keeps us awake at night or stresses us out the most. That's probably a good area to start. That's right. And if you want to get a hold of me, you know, I told you how to get a hold of me. Send me a message. Um, you can email me. It's adi at bsuccesscg.com. And ask me the question. You know, ask me any questions that you have. I'll be happy to answer. I love it. Now, the general theme of our podcast is about wellness. And I think this definitely fits into the the mindset, the, the mental, but it also is physical. You know, if we're stressed at work, we're stressed at home. So um, I want to thank you so much for your time today, Adi. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you for contacting me. Thank you for Amanda for introducing us. And thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.